Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Ill-Informed Insight. I'm Tom, ignorant Philistine in chief, and joining me today once again is Tim. Nice to see you. And making his debut on Ill-Informed Insight, it's Cameron. Hey guys, thanks for having me. On today's show, we tackle the hot topic of knife crime in London, and what is city can't do about it. Oh wait, can we go back and do it? I found a knife pump. You got a knife pump. <laughs> Have a knife day. That's, no, that's the same as my phone. That's rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Nazir Afsal. I was the Chief Crown Prosecutor for the Northwest of England. My sister-in-law's nephew, Hazra Umar, was stabbed to death in Birmingham. The best way to deal with grief is to take some action. These are my ideas. Firstly, police officer numbers have been devastated. 21,000 fewer. It means our neighborhoods are not being policed in the same way. It means that when we tell young people to run and hide, there's nowhere to run and hide. And there's nobody to tell when they need help and support. Secondly, that youth services, children's services, all manner of services for young people are no longer there. The grassroots organizations that have taken its place don't have the funding. They operate on a shoestring. The young people no longer have the safe spaces where they can seek help, where they can seek support, where they can be mentored. Thirdly, education. Research tells us you can identify the propensity to violence of a child from the age of four or five. So why are we not teaching them the consequences of crime? Not from a police officer, but from a victim. And then there's social media, which leads to isolation. Why are we not teaching them social skills so they can deal with conflict? Yeah, I would, I would, I, I'd agree with everything he was saying there. I mean, the guy had valid points. I mean, also, the, the whole thing about people learning from victims, from people who have suffered, I mean, I, th- I think that would also be more powerful than simple internment. From my own personal perspective, I've been seeing like at least 10 stories a week in the newspaper, on the radio. You'll hear about people getting stabbed. And it was just another statistic for me. And then by pure coincidence, this very afternoon, some 19-year-old was stabbed in the chest on a bus at the bottom of my road. You realise that... Close to home. It's You could be anywhere. I live in East London and there's quite a lot of like that and acid attacks happening there. Um, but the it way- used to be, you go back like three years, like uh, 2017 even, two years, there, it used to be like localised around uh, 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 South London and East London. Yeah. But now if you look at the statistics of the amount of knife-related assaults uh, that have been happening in the uh, the city, then there's, there's hot spots in North, South, East and West parts of london yeah. it's all over but the other factor that that made me think was like well you know this guy got stabbed at the bottom of my road it, it could have been me but then i thought no it wouldn't be me because this guy was 19 and i'm like you know you're kung fu i'm like middle-aged no it's not even that you're not the target it's because the age i'm at yeah. but whereas like it, i could if i was a if i was me 30 years ago there in the same place suddenly even though i'm not in a gang because i'm that age in that area i'm suddenly thrust into this arena a battle arena, the Thunderdome. Yeah, and that—that that, that is the <laughs> Two reality. Minutes. It's, it's <laughs> it, you know, it's 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 young people killing young people. Well, actually, no. If you look at the statistics, then the amount Over of 20. the amount of yeah. uh, under 16s or under 17s, I think it's only 16% of all knife crime that happens. The majority of it's over 19-year-olds, okay. and 92% of the people uh, performing the assaults are male. That 8% of women is, is presumably cutting off testicles, uh, like husbands. <laughs> presumably that makes up the 8%. Well, there was, the, there was that woman who recently in the uh, news, either this who week got or last, who, yeah, who, who, who... That was a few months ago. And now we've got the 
the male equivalent. Another Oxford student, yeah. like promising student, whatever, got away with murder. Well, was it through domestic abuse uh, 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 that kind of uh, incentivized it? Not incentivized, but I, I just remember it. it was just like, hey, we got feminist equality. We, now a man has also got away with murder, so it's fine now. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> everyone can stop complaining. Okay, now. but of course, you know, st- statistically, you're nine times out of ten, you're more likely to be murdered by someone you know than a stranger. And a lot of these knife attacks, All right, Derek, uh, you know, at least. <laughs> A, a, a lot of these knife attacks that are reported are lethal, but there's a huge, there's a Not huge, many. There's, there's many more where it's just like injuries. But yeah. we'll talk some rough numbers here. So last year, knife crime in London went up from around nine thousand knife-related incidents year on year up to a peak of about fourteen thousand. To be clear, though, these aren't fatalities; these are just knife-related yeah. incidents. Yeah, yeah, might yeah. Not even, not even, might not even be assault. Could I be might like just, just cut any, the finger. Any sort of crime where a knife was present, generally. But what are you comparing? What going it's up mostly from when? Going up from 2016 or 2010? Is that Basically, where you're taking the comparative the data long, from? The long-term trend is like 40 years creeping tick upwards. What? Dipped a little bit in the 90s, started creeping up again. Dipped a little bit, strangely enough, around the economic crash, 2007, 2008. Yeah, it was 2010. And it's gone up ticked up quite considerably yeah well 2010 was the closest peak of knife crime in the city or in the country and then it dipped down and about 2014 i think roughly halfway it started to rise steadily yeah, mostly in london and yeah it's interesting that you say it happened with the economic crash i mean i i think as it was it said down. in the uh is, yeah no well yeah but of course you don't have the instantaneous reaction yeah, from then it's got to yeah build up and build up and i think that's uh, what i was talking Unless about you're in real estate well it was like austerity uh, whereby there are cuts to education, cuts to youth uh, courses, cuts to uh, any kind of youth mental health centres to, uh, to support people uh, through difficult times. And when all of these things get taken away, then people that are in poverty find themselves with nothing to do just, and nowhere to turn. They, stabby, they, 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 they get really yeah. in- easily, like almost radicalised into gangs to but, uh, 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 perform these acts. St- and sorry, one last thing. Uh, one more thing. The thing is, uh, austerity didn't create knife crime. But it has definitely fostered an environment where it makes it mm. so much easier to develop. Like you say, as, as far as I'll take that, I'd say austerity has been like a catalyst or like you say, a, a chemical accelerant. It's yeah. just been fueled to the fire. But there's a much deeper underlying thing, because like I say, I'm going to introduce something into the, the mix here. The, the gangster, the gangster mentality, not gangster T-E-R, gangster with an A at the end. Oh, S-T-A. Yeah. yeah. Now, this, the is, the, this, is, this is the thing, because there, there there's, there's a huge segment of even if you did have all these youth clubs and mental health things and stuff like that these guys they're not stupid they still know that even if they have every youth club under the sun and every mental health help they're still gonna they still won't be able to afford a house a place to live and they won't be able to get a decent job or anything for them they there is the 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 sort of lure of this masculine icon of of being like in control of your 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 environment masculinity or just a living a steady uh pay packet if you will like you know there's like some businesses are recession proof but 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 it's it's a sad thing It's, it's a sad thing now that in society like I say traditional masculinity has been like sort of mimicked or mocked and eroded and destroyed. So like now for, for a young, for a lot of young guys, the, the most positive ultimate paragon of masculinity is like a gangster. We're not a prize fighter, like look, traditionally like boxers. Well, look, well, look, well, but, but, look, but look at all the boxers and the prize fighters now. They all fucking act like gangsters, don't they? Look at Conor McGregor. Yeah, Conor McGregor they, does. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he walks around pimping so himself like a so fucking peacock. Well, there's always been a name for it, but I think you're right in that what it is 
is to be a man. I know that uh, that's a big thing. Having having gender specific uh, uh, roles is not a hot popular concept in today's day and age. But what it is to be a man or a gentleman, you know, that is that is something gentlemen that is not don't stab as much other. anymore. Exactly, They'll you behave in a certain cuffs, way. But they won't what stab it is each to other. be cool, you know, not to be like riled under pressure. All of these concepts that's that's not the trending style of today. And and to be like a man is now seen as you have to be powerful. And wait, how are you powerful? When will you control someone else? And if you can control someone else's life with a knife or a weapon or something like that, then that makes you like the alpha. Why, and why I aren't think they that's... going into government then? <laughs> well, let's blame well, women I think as it's well. essentially can we, eroding can we blame moral women? decency. Can we blame women a bit as well? Why? Because from what I see in the media, a lot of the, the, the girls, they were like, women have always traditionally liked the bad, but now it's not just a bad boy. It's a gangster. You know what I mean? They want to be hoes for the gangster. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think, I think wanna... yeah, again, it's a surprised. very sweeping Ooh. statement saying that all women like this bad boy no, idea. But I mean, it's a, it's a, a, no, it's a it's popular a stereotype. No, no, it's a popular it, stereotype. But, but it's a massively popular thing in our culture now. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. But it's I think not everyone likes, you know, that kind of dark character. Pop, but no, but it's gangster, 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 gangster. It's like, I've got to control my environment around me through intimidation and violence. I suppose one could argue that that's the dark horse of the day and age. I mean, the idea of like, uh, you know, like, you know, Poldark, that TV series that was on BBC One and everyone loved it because it was a bit steamy for the bee, but he took his shirt off in like a field of wheat, very Theresa May-esque. But either way, all right, fuck it. This guy was a heartthrob, but he was also this dark horse, you know, brooding it's eyes, dangerous. fucking smouldering, We were talking dark about horses a minute ago, shit. weren't we? But yeah. he was like the very safe, but dark horse, not the gentleman that people kind of craved after. And I think it's just gotten more and more dangerous, this idea of what the dark horse, the bad boy is. If you think back as like to 19 50s where you've got all of these uh, rockers with the slick back hair like the Fonz he was a bad boy racing they cars and shit like that and yeah. switchblades were, were popular in the time as well exactly so this stuff isn't like suddenly new but I think yes it's becoming a lot more but, but the thing is the Fonz the Fonz didn't have to sell drugs the Fonz it was always implied you never saw the Fonz kick a guy in the ribs it was only ever implied mm. that he was that kind of guy yeah but he or one hit would end it you know but, he hit that jukebox and that bitch knew how to fucking follow his instructions yeah, but the <laughs> hammer punch the groin yeah but the, th- but the thing about the, the Fonz he, he walked into the restaurant and everyone liked him and he was nice and they got along with everyone he a didn't sign that he's a sociopath he man. wasn't They're like seductive people okay but he wasn't like a gangster gangster you know what I'm getting at but what, what I'm saying is now 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 for for these young men sociopath. you know money many of them from single parent families what is there for them to make their mark in the world as a I'm man sure in many instances they've got big responsibilities like being the only man in the family and having to look after the mother and the sister or whatever it's going to that's, be because, that's how it should be because daddy yeah. ran off you know but, but i suppose if you've got all of those mouths to feed before you're actually trained and ready before you've actually had the the right to be a child and actually go through a, a, a normal mm. innocent yeah, yeah childhood you're thrust into adulthood and the easiest way to cope and deal with these things i can understand maybe a life of crime yeah. because it's a quick fix to a dark situation and hold that, on and we're talking also... about people over the age of 20 oh, yeah, yeah but they have to grow no, into no, no, no. that they yeah, have to grow into they that they afford... have to experience it before hand before they actually go into knifing we're, we're people talking so about forth. we're talking about london though. grooming has we're to talking happen. about we're talking about london though a poor guy in his 20s will have to live with his mum won't he a poor guy in his 30s yeah, you know we're, we're talking about london and as, that's what i'm saying and, and that's why i've already brought like blamed women so i'm going to blame someone else now parents as well because okay it's the, well you're blaming single parents which is predominantly yeah, women because i'm sorry these these mums they might be like you know warrior women doing like three jobs to to pay for stuff but 
they'll they'll still their son will probably give him a, a couple hundred quid every week. This is like if, he, if he's dealing. Yeah, she'll she'll know that he's up to something. Possibly, but definitely, I think, I think definitely. So got these, a hope. So these parents very good at saying these sweeping. So these parents though. have got these parents have massive responsibilities stats, as well because a lot of them. Are what the stats are though? At the end of the day, like they, they will say, I can't control my son. You know, which they might not be able to because the son's six foot four and they're five foot one. So, like, there is that reality. But well, yeah, but how well, how's that the parents' fault if they get themselves into that situation? If it is going to be the a, whole as you kind of, of designs in the dialogue, a small woman with uh, a son who suddenly turned eighteen is like you know twice the size of her and like built in in their prime and so forth. Then of course she's going to have difficulty controlling him because he hasn't had that mm. that kind of upbringing that would lead them to have the respect. Pecs, and yeah. it goes back to that whole kind of what it is to be a gentleman and actually live a morally righteous yeah. life instead of yeah. well yeah. and maybe it would, would have taken like a father figure to, to you know teach what? him that I partially blame like this kind of this western culture versus the eastern culture whereby you know everyone is kind of designed from they a young age and taught more. that it's, 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 it's what you can do for yourself as an individual as opposed to what you can do for the community and the idea of actually having a kind of wider almost Copy, socialist really. belief well it no, is not really. of course it is in Japan it's like heavily they're just well, like not really. no, and people and are shamed really. and people what do you mean what really what, what do you mean <laughs> they have hive, very draconian laws hive mind it's well yeah like, but if you go if to you Japan people are actually named and shamed and families yeah. are ousted if they brought shame upon the community in some minor way but they have more of like a hive mind mentality don't they in a nice well, way well yeah that's in a nice way to the point I'm not being yeah. that horrible say, they, like, you know. no, they, they are very draconian laws they had a massive problem in the early noughties with 16 year olds going around murdering people because there was a loophole in the law that if you were under 17, you couldn't be tried for murder. Wow. You could only be tried for manslaughter, wow. which didn't get a prison sentence. How cool is that? So what Japan did, they changed <laughs> the law. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? They made it, hey, listen, if you even like have a fight with someone, you're going down. Mm let alone murdering someone. Well, that's so they had a massive I mean, yeah, they've also got a massive spike in suicide rates compared to the rest of the world, but at the same time, it's a controlled society. Other, you know I mean? like well, yeah, no but it's also a controlled space, society. Like. I mean, if, 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 if we've got these draconian laws, like you said, of course that's going to enforce people to act in a certain way, which uh, 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 Five uh, years might for fuck joint... with someone mentally. But at the same time, it's yielded results, hasn't it? I mean, one has to argue that <laughs> doing the same shit over and over, if we're life crimes getting worse, maybe we do need to be slightly more extreme well, in some ways. the from guys like uh, was it Nazir yeah the narrative normally is is that actually tougher sentencing wouldn't do anything putting people in prison for longer periods of time wouldn't do anything it mm. does in the individual case but why does it work somewhere else well, why it, doesn't it work here I can understand there's different I think cultural it's more than factors that, then. I think yeah. there's like, a lot to be said like, what are those factors people talk why about, doesn't it work you know, people talk about reoffending, but I think there's a lot to be said about physically removing someone from the actual societal space who for is dangerous a long t- period of time you know forget about doing half sentences like in the state in the states, they'll give you like hundreds of years long sentences, don't they? They, For multiple they stack them up. They don't yeah. mess around. Whereas over here, it's completely different. You get suspended sentences, and you can do it in custody. If you get two years, sorry, you're, you're turning one. to the the American legal system or justice well, system I don't as an to... example of how no, this country no, 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 should no, like no, uh, no, uh, lead no, forward. No. I mean, I'd, I'd rather have knife of... crime over the amount of gun crime they've got mm, going on over there. Maybe in terms, but of, if they had no guns, terms, it would just be nice. In terms of the sentencing, possibly the thing is that there seems to be a massive reluctance in our judiciary. To, to lock these people up for a long time. Well, did you see that Good Morning Britain clip where the weatherman cut in? There yeah, was like yeah, a, yeah, yeah. the TV talking heads were talking around the desk, and like over in the corner is the weather guy. 
my argument, build more prisons. Mm. We need to have a consequence. We also it need to... Work, well, it doesn't work, though. It does not work. We, I've, we, listen, I have grown up... I've, so, I've grown up in some of these communities that you guys are talking about, mm. and prison always... It's not a deterrent. Not don't, if you don't change the environment, you won't change anything, and that's the key thing. If you don't change the environment... This has been happening for years, OK? Years, yeah? And it's not always in the media, but it's... it's yeah. It won't change. You, there, you there need is to a, in, a massive place for rehabilitation. It's going to take several things to come to together. To yes, policing prison. is one thing, but at the end of the day, all of you guys on that side, you benefited, yeah, from the environment that you've grown up in, mm-hmm. okay? Yeah. You benefited from being in this work environment. I've benefited from it. But these boys, not all of them get to benefit from the environment. If we don't show them something else, you won't change it. I mean, the weatherman chimed in going, they don't care about prison. They don't, they're not afraid of it. It doesn't rehabilitate them. It doesn't deter them in any way. But that's like a, that's, that's someone who's a dedicated gangster, a, a, G for, a G for life. You know, prison is part of your, your career. What are you going to do? Build more youth clubs? But what's going on in prisons? On. That the, someone was stabbed outside the youth club a couple them. of weeks ago. Yeah, it doesn't deter them because as a, as a gangster, as that paragon of masculinity in their mind, you're not, you're not scared of anything. You know, prison. Well, yeah, but you're not scared of prison. Prison's cool. You, you get to go to the gym and like you've got a playstation and you can yeah. fight and they don't break it up and I, I go just being a gangster gives you. you a sense of immortality I think that's something that's been a part of I mean young people do walk around with a sense of immortality getting into fights getting drunk going into situations that they shouldn't because they don't know the consequences it's only it's like when you've got a young child it's only when they actually get burnt by flame that they understand that hot means bad <laughs> you know and unfortunately in the case of like knife crime it's a bit too late after the actual event you need a preventative measure instead of a reactionary no, measure but you're right that that goes back that goes back to what you were saying at the very start about it, it makes sense like what they should do is go into schools and it shouldn't be a policeman that talks to them it should be someone who's been like it's never it's, it's always a former gang member no no it, it should be no, no. The schools it, 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 we live in such I a visceral my life and they become and, new role models yeah, which is yeah. good in a way but maybe but, the kids don't really understand because this, this this actually reminds me of a story this is going back yeah, years but that guy's not cool though but can I get, no but they do you know what I mean the kids don't look at him as a cool guy but, but I think they, it's, they, they become youth children. workers they become role models so in a way yeah. that they do but they're saying that this is the better way this is how i should want you and that's the positive role model that you want but 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 to tim's point they like people with swagger why is tony stark the most popular of the mcu characters because he's got swagger to him that captain america doesn't even though captain america could whoop his ass of course man you look back at the fucking rat pack they had swagger and style and they were massively like cool the beatles they they had swagger they were cool women fucking loved them steve mcqueen all of these characters it's not something novel and new that you can say like oh why do they all like these gangsters is because they're cool it's because they're fucking cool that's that's the that's the that's the trending attraction the, the reformed the reformed criminal guy is not cool yeah but let's let's try and talk about like, right, yeah, yeah, right. let's get back to trying to talk about you might as well have a priest up there like they don't give a fuck yeah but yeah. like like i just say one thing like like james was saying like these people who go to talk to the kids they might be police or ex-gang members they shouldn't they should do, they should actually be more visceral because like i say the, the in the age we're living in um these kids are like fucking playing mortal Kombat and stuff like that they should they should have like people who've been like stabbed and show them the scars and show them like fucking pictures from autopsies of people being sliced to pieces 
I honestly think this this just sparked a memory in my mind that I'd almost forgotten. When I was at college in quite a rough area and there was this, this kid there, word went around the class one day that he had like a knife on him. So I went up to him and I was like, oh, you know, show me your knife. And he opened his bag and it was like a huge Rambo knife. This thing must have been like 12 inches long. The yeah. serrated edge. Yeah, the serrated edge. Yeah. And I said to him like, why, why are you carrying that? Oh, you know, I've got some trouble with these people and stuff. And I was like, well, you could just stab them. And he was like, no, no, no. It's just to scare them. Yeah. It's like a, it's a it's a deterrent, no, no, it's like the ultimate yeah. nuclear deterrent. Then, I was going to say when we were talking the stats. And then, then I said, hold on, hold on. I was going to say when we were talking the stats. Yeah, I don't want to give the false impression that like there's loads of people getting stabbed. That's not yeah. really true. But there this, isn't an epidemic of people getting no, stabbed, no, no, but, but there is, is an epidemic this, of using knives in in robberies yeah. and burglaries. But this is what he actually like said that. to me. This guy, this is what she said to me. This guy with a knife, and I said, "How how are you going to scare them with a knife?" And he said, "I'll just cut them a little bit. I'll just <laughs> yeah. cut them a yeah. little bit." Yeah. Where do you stop? Watch, take a bit off the side. This was a 12 inch, a 12 inch Little off the yeah. top, please. Little just, off the top. This is what yeah, you don't. That's not understand. designed to cut off a fingertip. I know. Like, it's, like, it's what you don't say. It's like I think maybe if you showed kids when they get to like the age of ten or something, the most like some horrible pictures that might ten year olds are pretty macabre. Man. Exactly. Ten year old boys are they like yeah. dead things? Yeah, of course they do. But, oh, oh, actually, I've got two points. One, were you talking about the uh, statistics hard. when you were talking about the statistics? Um, I think it's uh, part of the rising numbers is that they've be- they've they become better at documenting it. They become better actually recording before they didn't really classify knife crimes themselves as weapon assaults it was mixed in with loads of other shit but now they've right. started to like specifically focus on that but and in fact when, when they turned the around trend, and though. said and I think it was in 2017 or maybe it was 2010 but they said uh, knife crimes have gone up by 10% whereas the NHS turned around and said that people coming in yeah. with knife related injuries had gone up yeah. by 13% um, so there was that kind of self-inflicted accidental it could be I suppose but 2% is a large amount of I've cut myself well there was there, apparently yeah, yeah, yeah. there was there was the great avocado apocalypse of <laughs> Uh, 2015 and I think kind of real damage real injury especially with human reactions is a big deterrent versus this like Hollywood bigged up Michael Bay-esque overreaction you know I'm I'm probably getting ahead of myself but um, one of the there was um, people have been saying that London should look to Glasgow you're going to talk about that Glasgow had one year they had one year of a spike of people getting stabbed yeah and then it was over, do you know what but, I mean? But it they was had, an anomaly. But it they're calling like, it, they're calling it, the, but they had this thing, they called it like the, I don't know, the Glasgow solution. But what they did, <laughs> what they did, they actually, instead of treating it as a pure, strictly criminal matter and public order matter, they treated it as a public health matter. Um, so they actually like involved doctors and shit. NHS yeah. Scotland got involved. Yeah, yeah. Right. And so like, public health and like public health does involve those public information films. Yeah, training or something. Yeah. And so like, I think you say, like really, you've really got shock shock them somehow against knives like you have to be like i was saying you've got to be really hard on them if you don't, if you don't agree with like being hard, let's be prison terms. If you want to teach honest, them, if, if you want to teach them instead of lock them up, then teach them f- as hard as possible. Oh, yeah, show them the oh, extreme. Yeah. Show them but the extreme. In, but... in real terms, like the mental health, you know, pushing that angle. In real terms, it, that amounts to sedation. It's basically putting them in drugs. It's what, not you're like talking about uh, a clock or a orange s kind of pin their eyes open and make them watch a. You can't stop someone who's like suffering from psychosis and thinks he's murdering a demon that he's an angel of death. And like, do you know what I mean? Like, that's different. Drugs. Yeah. But I'm sure that that, that 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 percentage doesn't really equate to the overall picture of knife crime. In the when country. you're talking about mental health institutions shutting down and the hospitals shutting down and things like mm. that, like public services shutting down, yeah. a lot of it is related to mental I, health. I issues. can't get yeah. away. I, I still can't get away from the fact, though, that. I've said it again, but I can't get away from the fact that however much mental health support you have, however many youth clubs you have, and football holidays. Oh, sorry. 
football holidays you have, um, you still need that still won't do anything to affect this gangster mentality that is like it's been like it's been like it's taken root since the mid 90s it just came out of nowhere it just appeared it used to be hardcore cocaine drug dealers with like knife and gun crime in london was concerned now it's it's just your average not i was not kid because like i say they're over 20 but you know young man living on the council estate like i know a guy who got stabbed by uh yeah i think uh, i think they were in their early 20s when it happened he lived around the corner from him. So on the routine, he's seeing this guy walking past him, like standing in the queue in Sainsbury's and yeah, yeah. Yeah. But was this guy it's convicted like, at all of anything? I think it, he did, yeah, yeah. I think he did. But you're let out after six months, so like, what's the fucking point? But you talk about the gangster influence. I mean, they've always such been a big gangs thing. and they've always been violent criminals. I mean, you think back like the Cray twins and all the other fucking uh, uh, mobsters and yeah, gangsters yeah, yeah. that have been around in but people, East London or wherever fucking but, else it is. But men at the time, other men living in London at the time, they didn't want to be the Crays. I'm sure there were a lot of people that romanticised them. They, they, yeah, but not that was more. They were probably more romanticised after they died. But like the thing is, for a man, good to but, but, but but for a man, yeah, yeah. but for a man, there were uh, there were there were there were other avenues available to like be proud of yourself and make a mark on the world. Uh, yeah. Colonialism, other, <laughs> other other than being a cray, you know. But something has changed in society where now, for the average working class guy, it's either work at Sports Direct on a zero hour contract or sell drugs and drive a BMW. Well, it's power. It's how you obtain power and how you become powerful. I mean, if you're going to be a gentleman, then power cannot be necessarily yeah. just derived from physical dominance. Whereas other people, if they're in that kind of socio economically deprived situation, then if you can't gain power and influence through like your job or whatever else you're standing in the community then you become this dangerous person who's feared this this person that's um uh, uh, infamous as right as opposed to famous but you're still powerful um, i don't think this it's a sort of a uh, these monsters are created do you know what i mean by I their, think nurture's like, a their massive factor. Stance, do you know what I mean? don't blame me blame society no, i don't buy that because it's like the overwhelming majority of poor people don't exactly do yeah but that. with respect I, I we've single, all come from yeah. pretty privileged like, backgrounds not me <laughs> not me not me I, I was i was very poor growing up and you've grown up in north london you've got it better than a lot of places in the world yeah, yeah but, in the country well, in the fucking city and le- well, okay but knife the, crime in london but, 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 is but, like, yeah, but north london yeah. versus other parts of london the reality was you know single parent you know not high income yeah. single and like i didn't turn into a gangster yeah, well, well yeah i, I suppose your mum may have been down to the leafy green suburban I did do what some would your mum do education? if you said I've joined a gang? She always used to say she'd like... My mum would beat the oh, shit out of me. My mother told me she, she'd turn me into the police if I like committed a big enough crime. She like, I'm just, sorry, uh, but you behave in a fucking She used to say way. she'd cut my legs off. No, your, mother, right. do, your mother does hate you. She, <laughs> no, no, that's my father. <laughs> she, she'd, say, she'd say she'd cut my legs off so I wouldn't be able to like run away to do naughty things. But like, she'd put, My mum probably throw a brick at my head. Good. She'd be that fucking disgusted. But the thing is, when when you're at a certain socioeconomic level, just the people you mix with, you'll get on the bus with, play with, go to the park with. You know that that they do. There is more of a potential to 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 go to go that way because it is get rich quick. Yeah. It's the biggest 
predictor of violent crime is if you're trying to compare geographic local, geographical locations income brackets and things like that would be the, the main predictor yeah, yeah but I, I, what i don't like about the conversation of, on the news and current affairs programs and this is they they just say socioeconomic factors and then it's sort of, it, that's where it starts and that's where it ends and it's i think it's the major like number one primary factor I, but you it can't be the only one because the no, overwhelming no, no, no. overwhelming majority of poor people do not live a life of crack do you know what i mean there's yeah. something else going on there's something cultural going on as well can i, can I but i don't think it's an ethnic can, cultural thing I, I think it's the whole of this country's death of culture yeah cultural suicide and mm. well I, england mostly can i blame can i bring in one more person to blame sadiq I, sadiq khan yeah yeah sadiq fucking khan because like you say people just surely trying to hang on the whole sort of uh socioeconomic side of things it's 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 worse than a distraction people like sadiq khan they're actually trying to use it to their advantage as a political thing that's why i'm so pissed off at him because he's more concerned about smearing the tories going on about tory cuts than just getting out there and saying like these fucking bastards yeah, we're gonna get them guilty i'm on your that, side they're all guilty of that. Who is the closest uh, exactly, uh, uh, it's, it's contender bad. to Khan in the uh, Mayor of London race? Uh, the Conservative um, Goldsmith. Goldsmith, Goldsmith. Who actually that was a really, massive. I really fucking liked uh, Zach Goldsmith. It was a massive misrepresentation. Yeah. What he like? Oh, he said he he said he was a radical terrorist. Yeah, but at the same time, Muslim. he was shit smearing. No, he, he was shit smearing for a long time. Is the point? Yeah, the I don't Tory, think he was any better in terms the of the Tory plan was to paint Sadiq Khan. Was the Tory plan was to paint Sadiq Khan as the same? Radical as Jeremy Corbyn, not terrorist. But Sadiq Khan saw their plan coming from a mile off, and the first thing he did was he distanced himself from Jeremy Corbyn. So, like, was that Goldsmith trying to compare him to? It didn't work. Sadiq Khan was telling everyone, "I'm not Jeremy Corbyn." But anyway, we're the but yeah. But I think one of the many reasons people are pissed off at Sadiq Khan, he's, he's pissed off Londoners about a lot of different things, like with transport and all sorts. But housing mostly. Yeah, I voted for him, but just. I'm, <sighs> I vote. But here's what I've learned about London mayors. It was, it's a non-job. It's a nothing position. Yeah. All it is, is it's a stepping stone, well, supposedly a stepping stone to becoming prime, prime minister. minister. And that's what pisses me off. That, and that's the only reason anybody does yeah, it. But that's what pisses me off. And that's what I think's pissed off a lot of other people, is that on the issue of knife crime, in, he's pretending that he's tackling it. But no, he's he's just still playing his games of like just going on about the Tory cuts, Tory cuts, Tory hey, cuts. come on. I'm surprised he's it. not like, you, blamed Margaret Thatcher and Brexit. You yet. must have been a surprise when he brought back Stop and Search. I didn't think he was going to do that mm. especially yeah. since the labor position on that for a decade was it's racist it's inherently racist well, no it's was, not that it's was postcodes that they was, do it by postcode that, that was probably police advice you know oh, well yeah it was got to be advised from someone you know uh, everyone was saying you've got to bring back stop and search when, before before sadiq khan was a politician he was a lawyer and he used to defend uh, some civil rights lawyer he used to defend some of the most worst nothing wrong with that people so like nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with it and it's, it's beside the point but someone's got to do it <laughs> Someone's got to do it. They, if they, they like have a legal a doctor, right to a defence, it's like when you're a doctor. If you become like a, a really good medical bono. doctor, you can specialise in all sorts of different things. Yeah, you can, pays well as well. You can be an audiologist for the ears, an yeah. optometrist for the eyes. Some people choose to be a proctologist <laughs> for the asshole. Where are you going with this? <laughs> exactly. It's the same with these lawyers and make why them. Mind. He, why didn't he go into zoning laws? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. It's like, and, and you, you know, why would you like choose to represent people like that?
That's the other thing about a lot of these deaths, actually. Like you say, I'm just going to cut them a little bit. Yeah. So what they do, they, they stick it in their leg. Yeah, they think the leg, well, but they the arteries yeah, and think, stuff is. Best but, place to stab someone in the arse. Yeah, but, much less but that's what they do. They, they, they probably yeah. stick them in the leg thinking they're not going to do much damage and it's gone straight for the femoral. You remind me of, um, I think, Stephen Lawrence. They stabbed him in the collarbone Jesus. sort of shoulder and collarbone thinking like it's bony but no there's a major artery that of course runs, there is yeah. yeah but I mean people talk about um, lack of policing I think lack of visible police officers on the street realistically I think you would bring that number down like the number of knife related incidents where I think that would come down 5-10% just from having visible presence of a, a proactive approach yeah, to police I think yeah. massive yeah. cuts in many public sector uh, careers has uh, led to uh, uh, this festering problem Problem. But yeah, police presence on the street, the threat of stop and search. Fuck it, even more cameras are on the street. Instead of focusing on traffic violations, which is more profitable than it is preventative. They do have um, the pavements in shot and things like that. Well, yeah, but I mean, I mean, in parks as well, you know, if a lot of this shit's happening there, have it in like kind of public areas, especially at nighttime off the street, because you're not going to find as many of these knife crimes happening in well-lit, publicly uh, f- frequented areas. I don't want to live in minority report. Oh yeah, you don't want a big brother state constantly watching over you, but unfortunately it's getting to the level Mm. where if you're expecting protection from the state, then the state can't see, the state can't do much. That's very interesting the the, the sort of avenue we're going down. It might be a cul-de-sac, but like there's not an authoritarian regime in order to stop knife crime. Because at at the moment we're talking about what we want to happen, what what they should do, but you have to also remember what's going to happen and what what they're going to do. So like you could be like a conspiracy theorist and say okay they let it get as bad as possible so that people will be begging for a draconian police force or that, that's that's too conspiratorial I think the more likely thing is like money rules the world mm. so eventually the way it's going to go instead of getting more money spent on like mental health help and youth clubs and inflatable snooker halls what what you're going to get is more private security so like already like that's in, happening yeah, yeah already, already yeah. in some rich areas of London you get like ex-Gurkhas and ex-army people They'll be like in high-vis vests, just like driving around the block in the car a few times, just keeping an eye on the area. And I think that is the way it's going to go, unfortunately, because money rules and Mm -hmm. you get these private companies who just happen to have, you know, people in the government on their board, like Serco and G4. That's corporate serfdom. That's how that ends. OCP and Robocop, you know, the police police are so useless, they end up turning it over to a private corporation who say they can do it better. They they, They can only throw money at the situation. Well, I find notably absent from the, I mean, generally any conversation that revolves around like rising crime levels is a total lack of any sort of notion of personal responsibility. These people have made bad decisions in life. Like take for the, uh, you were talking earlier, Tim, lack of qualifications, lack of credentials, lack of education. Yeah. Whose fault is that? We, we have, we're in a country that has a state education. I think it's dog shit, but it's better than nothing. It's it's not completely dog shit, but there are worse countries. But at the same time, yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. A, a, a person must be judged by their actions as opposed by their intentions. Well, we don't if, do that anymore. Well, yeah, do to a degree. But I, I think at the same time, just looking at the statistics, the more people that are put into these... I mean, the comparisons between people that have a, a well-off upbringing versus a, a, a poorer upbringing, then the statistics don't lie. People are more likely to fall into this trap, into these crimes. It's I mean, a middle class with both parents present, yeah. least likely to you know, um, have a run-in with the law for a violent offence whatever it is a tricky one I, I, it's a, it's like an onion man it, it's a many facets of fucking wanna, problem <laughs> some th- people do blame the single mothers I don't think that's 
I mean, it's not immoral, do you know what I mean? But I don't, I don't think it's right to do that. But no, because you've got to blame the fathers know- who leave the single mothers. Yes, mm. but then, but then I've also we heard, used to have that society. But by then, the way. I, I saw an interesting discussion on the radio a while back. They were talking about this, the, the issue of like, there's so many single uh, black mothers, so many uh, black fathers walk out on their families, and it's a fact. It's mm-hmm. a statistic. The, yeah, and then, the they, but, they, but then they said, I think it's almost two thirds. But, but then they said maybe a big reason for that is is actually even though. It's I, I'm loath to say it. It is socioeconomic because th- these women they want a guy with a job, you know, who can yeah, provide. Don't want no them. scrubs and like not no busters, please. No and, busters. And, and like I say, because because the average like working class, especially working class black guy, he has so many. His options are so limited, unfortunately, and his his economic potential is so limited, unfortunately. Like until they can change that, I'll speak. I'll speak up for women on this one. But the like, guys aren't viable. Whoa, 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 whoa! whoa, whoa. Yeah. I want to hear this. <laughs> yeah. They're not viable they fathers. They don't chase them off, even if they're like absolute fucking deadbeats, jobless, what have you. They don't chase them off. They want them around. They want them around, especially if it's the son. They know that the, the son needs his dad. Role model. Even if it's a bad one, they need a dad. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And they're not, these single mothers, they're not chasing these men we away. These men father. are fleeing. Yeah, but you see. They're running away. Yeah, mm. but you it's see. Cowardice. They're getting it's women cowardice. pregnant it's, it's, and they're running away. It's not taking ownership of the responsibility. Yeah, but then no. there's also the whole thing that ever since the, whenever it is the 60s, and we've got the whole um, benefits society is coming. Welfare state. The welfare like, state. Yeah, 70s onwards. That, sort of. The welfare state, because that can they encourage the, people to be single mothers. Oh yeah, I no, think they, people, they, people yeah. looking for a the, handout. <laughs> the, run, the, the runaway, the absentee father, he knows the child's not going without because the state is paying for it, but the state paying for it is taxpayers. You know, anybody who's paying tax is paying for it. Yeah, but I'm thinking for the mother, she can like tell the guy to fuck off because he can't because he doesn't have a good job. He hasn't and got he, any money. She'll just be like, fuck off because I know I'm going to get benefits being a single mother. That's what and they if, do. If, if you were living here, then I wouldn't get benefits. So like that, 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 that I know I think I think that's quite prevalent actually. And no, the welfare. I think I think I rare. think black guys get a lot of bad rep for being bad fathers when instead they're actually getting like hoofed out <laughs> by society. Honestly, not, I think it's a thing. I, I, I think promise it's you, thing. it's not. They're we'll being chased him. away from fatherhood. They're running away from it. They're fleeing cowardice. It's cowardice. But we used to have a society where that didn't happen. Mm. They used to get punished. Yeah, society would sort of rein you in. Like well, I say, yeah. they'd be they'd more, be thrown in prison. But there'd be Local other neighbourhoods you know, would go. That's not what you do. <laughs> yeah, but now there's no one in the neighbourhood to stand up to the gangsters. Or yeah, I agree with that. So what you're saying? We need some kind of like death wish character who's going <laughs> to not even that. <laughs> no, come out and take the the it's not even that. It's not even that. Take it's, the it's, law into the road. It's not even that. It's the expectation of if you're a guy who's in his 20s and you're like misbehaving in the street it would have been socially expected for like an older man or a couple of older men to come up to you and say what what the hell are you doing I know it was the whereas, missed opportunity no, of not following women. David Cameron's big society whereas That's the now problem that, the world. that doesn't happen people just turn a blind eye and it was, walk on it by was women like my mother and I've, like, I've struggled to explain to my mum like you you can't do that these days you can't like when you see two teenage boys fighting you, I mean I've, I've seen my mum do it back in the day where my it's mother like, would hey, do well, the same thing what are you doing, you yeah, idiots? Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they would stop because a woman's yelling at them. They wouldn't stop today. No. If anything, they'd probably just deck the old deer. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I've like tried to explain to my mum like the the world has changed. Oh, yeah, it's, it's no not respect what it for was. elders and all of that. Yeah, it's a, it, moral moral kind of uh, what do you call them? Do you like, think? Uh, do you think the code signs that people should follow or like adhere to or aspire to have so, been eroded or changed? Not necessarily eroded. The things that are important oh, guys, to people has changed over time. Oh, guys, you're walking on very shaky ground here. For what? Because you're 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 implying that our culture has changed. We've committed cultural suicide right. in England. But, There's but, no question but, of that. But is that? Are you saying that's because? 
our culture has changed because there's different cultures in our culture now. No, no, no you're saying that. No, no, no. <laughs> no, that's what you're saying. No, Massive agreement. How reading. Stop, stop, stop. I, I said earlier that our culture, this influence of gangster culture from the 90s, that's a unique phenomenon in itself. When you say gangster, do you mean like gangbanging the LA Crips yeah. Bloods? Yeah, that, uh, somewhat. Yeah, it's more. It's not it's nearly as bad. It's, it's not nearly as bad as LA. But I know what you mean. Yeah, comparatively to other countries, it's nowhere near as bad. But no, our culture's changed. Yeah, I agree. That's what I want to say. It, it, culture has yeah. changed. That's what we're talking about. You're on shaky grounds, guys, because you're talking like, no, no, like no, multiculturalism. <laughs> you're you're making a massive fucking leap. <laughs> you're tying a very loose thread to the agenda you're trying to put. England, <laughs> England committed cultural suicide or began committing cultural suicide after World War One, long before Windrush. Long before New Labour opening the floodgates and immigration, like that was happening long before then. World well, War One yeah. and World War Two took a massive toll on the European continent. Do you know what I mean? The psyche of Europeans, yeah, especially Britain, because we lost an empire at the same That's time. That's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, Britain couldn't necessarily get away with the way it had behaved uh, in the world, the way it was progressing and changing. We had to give up the power that was stolen. I, I, part the cultural, uh, the cultural erosion, yeah, and, yeah, because because actually, uh, I, I read it in a Dara Breen book. Actually, he was talking about. He gets pissed off with uh, when he. Um, I thought he was a mathematician. <laughs> he was, he was, but he's actually quite a clever guy in other aspects as well. He was saying he gets irritated when uh, English people turn around and say, "Oh, why is St George's Day not celebrated like St Patrick's Day? Why is it's it like you know every other fucking national country? <laughs> yeah, like you know St Andrew's Day, St David's Day, St Patrick's Day. They're all celebrated. Why haven't we got this natural pride, uh, national pride? And a part of it is that our pride was based around an empire which took over and kind of absorbed other things whereas these countries that were taken over effectively Scotland, Ireland uh, Wales, India, whatever it's going to be they had something to resent uh, uh, this power that was taking them over and they clung to this national identity to have a, 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 an aspect of themselves and that identity has been held on to as it's continued where England didn't really need you that, that as if England the British really Empire was like genocidal mm, not genocidal that's a, that's a we didn't slightly extreme wipe them word out. it wasn't genocidal no, but we at the same time, we imposed threat. our presence. It wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> quite heavily. Civilization. We imposed civilization. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it we showed up with leather boots. I, I read a great statistic this week that, on average, around the world, every seven days, a country celebrates its independence from the British. <laughs> <laughs> because we, we were so pervasive. We've invaded more countries than any country in history. Just like getting back to the topic a little bit, I was just, just like, I was talking about the culture changing because about people intervening, and you could say like even the sanctity of life, like maybe life is worth less now than it was. People don't care about other people as much, you know. If someone dies, completely dead. atomized, dislocated okay. society. Yeah. yeah, listen, deep down, we all know this is completely Sadiq Khan's fault. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> He is, he is solely what, what could he individually do? responsible okay. for the, the cause and he's also responsible for the solution. <laughs> Hatred of Sadiq Khan aside, Fast what would you on. do? I, just, I don't hate the man. What I would just you have, do? I don't hate the man at all. I just have huge expectations of him. <laughs> Massive, what would you overarching. Do? Wait, you think dreams. Johnson Johnson did a better job of it, and you think he uh, he didn't have any contributing factors? Johnson to the rise of life Johnson tried to did buy Livingston. Do Johnson, any better? No, of course not. But blaming it all on Sadiq Khan. Yeah. If you were Sadiq Khan, what would you do realistically? If I was Sadiq Khan, even even if I was realistic Sadiq Khan, and I have no money because of the evil Tories, my whole attitude and approach, even though it'll be bollocks, my whole attitude and approach would be, you know, like Mayor Giuliani had the no, the broken windows policy. The in police New York. came down. 
down hard. Yeah, yeah. but it was like that's mostly what, on the homeless. But but Giuliani was hard as well. Sadiq Khan isn't hard. He's because he wants to be Labour. He wants to be Prime he's Minister because he wants to be Labour Prime Minister one day. He he's he's not ready to be like like hard right wing. Come out and be like, we're going to get these fucking bastards. I'm going to throw your mum yeah. in jail. That's not really going to be a question really? dodger like Jeremy. But Corbyn. that's what. But that's but and even if he did that, even if he didn't mean it, it would make people feel better. Even though it's a completely fake thing, it would make people feel better, and they'd probably vote vote for him next time. And and he's they'd, they'd amazingly complain. popular for some reason. But that's what he needs to do. That's what people need. We need more sort of like the, there was a sort of brief spike of moped crime, and then still going on. Yeah, but then the police. I like the police's tactic. But then oh. the police released a video of them like ramming someone yeah. off yeah. a moped. We will it, do this to you. And suddenly everyone stopped criticizing the police for a while. My yeah. favorite bit. I'm glad that, they did that. My favorite bit of those compilation videos is the moped gangs are like, "What the fuck, man? How can you do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How can you do that?" I mean, they, they should put it to like a Benny Hill soundtrack and uh, just do like a compilation video. It's beautiful to watch. But, oh, wait, here's a nice story. Sorry, sorry. On a, a completely separate, like side note. You know, as did the shopping vaguely. Yeah, they've recognised that a lot of their um, kitchenware products, like knives, are being stolen from like counters and so forth in the store. So they've completely stopped this line of knives, and they're not selling them in the shop anymore. You can't buy a single knife. You can't buy that's their, yeah. yeah. Well, no, I think yeah. Or some, no, they said they were getting rid of knives or something like that. Either way, it's their little uh, uh, kind contribution. Of contribution. To, yeah. Thank you uh, uh, to the knife problem. I think that's nice. I think that is that's about yeah. social social responsibility. I think that's a good example of that. Yeah. Social w- responsibility I, I, in companies. I, I, I want to know what you guys would do if you were Sadiq Khan. Don't just say jump off Tower Bridge, right? Because <laughs> that's not fair. Because I've answered. I want to hear your answer. What you do if you well, to Khan. fix the knife problem? Yeah. Uh, I. I it, it's, I don't know if it would be within my power as a London mayor to achieve. I mean, I think it's really got to come from the government, and I think it's funding public services no, to no, actually no, no, help combat that's it. That's what I mean. It's like I, I said what Sadiq Khan would do if he has no money. Okay, what, what would you do if Sadiq Khan, if you were Sadiq Khan? Like, if like you had to pretend he's got no money. I don't hate okay. Sadiq Khan like you. <laughs> I don't hate him. I, I just have answer. huge expectations of the man, that's all. Disband the Metropolitan Police Force. What? What? Bring yes, hundred percent. Bring in the army. <laughs> Bring in the Dutch, the Danish, someone from a Scandinavian police force. They actually know what the fuck they're doing. That's what I do. The reason it's got to go is simple. It's lost the trust of the public completely. Right. Yeah. How can a police force that's lost the public's trust operate effectively, police effectively? Yeah, but you're replacing it with other police force need, that are going to have a wary. They need a that aren't going to have any baggage with them. They need well, a serious rebranding. It's, it's, it's still Stephen, policing we're still the reeling. state. That's, we're still reeling. The Metropolitan Police Force is still reeling from Stephen Lawrence. Twenty-five years ago, or something. Still reeling. How from long ago it. was that? Institutionally racist because it got reopened a few years ago. They and need, it's, a, um, they they need they a serious were, root and branch clear out. They were taking bungs from East London drug dealers to protect the murderers. The murderers were connected mm, mm, mm. I heard that so like you know when um, I think a, it's a it, court stat or particularly on the right it is a sort of common perception of black community doesn't help itself by not cooperating with the police not talking to the police not being willing to give a you know, eyewitness testimony when it comes time to you know do it in court but they're not paranoid they do have there's like a reasoned evidenced position do you know what I'm saying like you know they like in America they call it the cone of silence where yeah. it's the, it, and it's cyclical the police, someone gets murdered. The police go, hey, you potential eyewitness, what, did you see anything? Can you give us any, any information? No, I'm not talking to you. I don't trust you. Do, do the forensics work. And the thing about the forensics work, though, is it starts with the eyewitness testimony that leads to a lead that produces a lead that then leads. No, oh, fuck's sake. I keep saying lead. Produces a lead that then goes on to forensic evidence. They have to know where to look 
first of all. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, they not almost need do... to be led. <laughs> <laughs> they don't need to do like a three mile radius comb of the entire. Do you know what I mean? They've got to know where to look. Yeah. But they, they're not paranoid, though, are they? Ethnic minorities, the distrust of police. <gasps> Magnets. <laughs> Magnets on drones that, that can just be it. flown that's over it. Huge. gangs. Hold on, not their watches, not their coins in their pockets, not the just the knife. Not the Brexit plan to make money is to make yeah. uh, batteries for cars and stuff. They should just focus on magnets. Make the world's most know, powerful that tiny electro magnets. Yeah, I've yeah, got yeah, yeah, that are longer than three yeah. inches. I've, that aren't even magnetic. I've got <laughs> not earrings. Not some woman so isn't just going to be lifted. Pick up plastic. Like, but I, I actually, you know, like a tiny little woman with big earrings. She's not just suddenly going to like fly up in the air. I've got face first into a magnet <laughs> it's, it's like a light's gone on in my head I've got a creeping suspicion that the, 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 the answer the cure to all the problems of the 21st century will be magnets just huge fuck off magnets like give the police instead of giving them guns and truncheons give them magnets the guy pulls out a knife just pull out your huge magnet is this Woo! is this David Icke's latest thing what? I was going to say magnets is it <laughs> <laughs> what's going on it just occurred to me <laughs> where magnets. does this come from what conspiracy <laughs> theory is he bumped into course. so if you were London Mayor you'd build a giant <laughs> magnet <laughs> yeah, that's what I do <laughs> And I'd be like, right. And the shard, just, the tip of the shard one, just one, starts bending. One super <laughs> magnet. No, I'd, I'd, be, I'd be fair about it. I'd be like, right, guys, next Saturday. London Airport had to be shut down <laughs> yeah, completely. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'd be Calling like, next Saturday, next Saturday, I'm going to turn oh, on this, this huge fuck-off magnet and I'm going to get all your knives, right? Anyone who wants to keep anything that's not a knife, just, like, put it in a drawer. <laughs> What they need to do is maybe use intelligent policing. Like I, I had, I had a bit of a dark business thought a few weeks ago. I Magnets? No, I thought like a, a knife <laughs> accessory shop because because knives are so prevalent now. If you like o- mobile phones, yeah. Accessory. But if, if you opened a shop that sold like knife holsters and grips, <laughs> and you offered like a sharpening service or maybe even an engraving service, you could in- laser engrave the blade. That you'd, you'd start getting gangsters coming in, bringing in their knives because you want to get a really nice pattern on it, and that could just be a complete police front and then you could just arrest them all or i could just make loads of money that's entrapment or okay just make it a business a legitimate business and make a fortune in london for a few years is that encouraging knife violence or tackling no it's just glorifying and capitalizing on it really isn't it well stab vests you can already buy stab vests on ebay and i know a lot of people are buying them just make tell you what here's a money it's obvious you're wearing one though isn't it just start your own line of children's stab vests you know you can get them already I'm, I'm sure really make a popular brand like give it like a name like Nike or make something it, like that colorful. exactly yeah. we said that on a, on a show a while ago didn't we we talked about said how something about Nike brand Nike brand stab vests and uh, <laughs> yeah. hoodies and shit like that there's a lot of different sort of um, disparate narratives that go on at the same time so there's the socio-economic factors one the other one like Rod Little brought up Fatherlessness, that's one. How did he bring it up though? He brought it up in such an eloquent way. I don't man, I don't know. I don't it was in the sun. I you've written it, the sun. You've written he it said down. every every kid needs a father. You wrote it down somewhere. It's like <laughs> his, uh, Rob Schneider. He said, oh God, yeah. he said a, a reduction in fatherless. So you know. Yeah, it would make a difference. Probably would. So again it's brutally true. They're all sort of correct. None of them are outright wrong. It seems to me like there's the the voices just they talk past each other. 
Like, there's no connection between these people that have these different... Oh, no, it needs to be tougher prison sentence and you need more police and you need more corporate social responsibility. Apart from Magnus, is there an answer? <laughs> Honestly, no, I'm, I'm I think serious, you're though. all like the next half hour. No, 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 but it's, it's like I'm saying. I'm like I'm saying, you can have... You can give people everything, but while there exists this very tempting culture that like all evil things is very easy and fast but ultimately it's bad you know but as long as that exists all this other stuff you throw is isn't going to do much about it and this this thing didn't always exist this sort of so gangster culture of this, this i don't know if that's true. there's always been gangs, blaming it on one but it's different sort of mentality now gangs used to just stuff each other up now it's like well no actually people if you look at the statistics uh, uh, uh people going into hospitals the uh, injuries getting reported assaults and police records of arrests assaults uh just bludgeoning with like fists and so forth that's accounts for far more of the assaults happening in the country than knife crimes and they changed the way they count those as well um it used to be kind of like more american someone actually had to get injured for the police really to give a shit whereas now it's just any sort of shoving match is assault yeah. and it's reported as assault violent crime in general is going up so reasonably you could expect knife crime to go up if violence in general is going up do you think we're a violent society then yeah. In some ways, no. If you if you think back to the Middle Ages, everybody carried a dagger. Even if you weren't a gangster, you still had a little dagger on your belt. Um, For the barons, Robert, so, Robert barons. Yeah, so things have... Well, there wasn't a police force then either. That's an interesting thing yeah, to Yeah, but at the same mind. time, everyone was suspicious of everyone else, especially strangers. I mean, if yeah. you see someone turning up with a weapon, you have to carry a weapon to combat it. It kind of kind of almost sounds like the NRA's um, it takes everyone. a gun to stop a gun Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, You know the, the American thing of uh, a violent a gun-carrying society is a peaceful one, is a polite society. Yeah, forced. Yeah, like, because I'll fucking shoot you. Yeah, but I don't understand no, you, why... You I put on a bit of weight, yeah. motherfucker. <laughs> I think the threat of a punch would carry equal uh, uh, control or, or educating of how you don't talk to someone. Well, do you know what's weird? There's a lot of people are untested. The, the people that start fights in pubs, they're not fighters. They're no. people who've never been in a fight and they've, they're sizing up other people. I could take him. What about the traditional boxing club? That Shut, has, all shutting down? That has, like, yeah, I saved many a, a young man from a life They're mostly crime. shutting down. Two years ago, I uh, taught twins who both were at boxing club and they, they respected uh, teachers and they respected, like, school because their parents had, like, Do you know what? drilled it into them and they'd sent them to this boxing club which teachers respect. And Tradition. Dis- discipline. Yeah, discipline. discipline. Tradition. Discipline. Self-respect. Mm, yeah. Just, you just do not disrespect the tradition, the sport of boxing. <laughs> You're an ambassador for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to have something from your past that you value to give a shit about your present. But you're definitely on something. I think maybe, maybe it, not Kung Fu, I think more the Korean ones. Because you, you reminded me from my Hapkido, own... Taekwondo. Well, you reminded me from my, my own uh, teenage years when I got into martial arts. And maybe if I hadn't been doing martial arts, like if I hadn't been in the, class, the classes, I would have been hanging around with more naughty kids rather than, you know, nicer kids. But the thing was... You what they, cutie boys, but, but I don't think is, they were. But the thing is... What, what, <laughs> But Nasty the thing is, kids. the thing is, what what they had elbows flying rugby man. But the thing is, what 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 they had in the, the martial art class because it was like a Korean one. You had like two big flags on the wall, Korean flag and a British flag, and you had to like yell, not an American one, That's and, you, kind of... and you had to yell like the Cobra Kai. <laughs> yeah, basically, you had to like yell your pledge, and you and it was basically like you, every start of this is my rifle. Like, there like is a, only one. <laughs> you, know, you know, like a scout. But there's tradition. Yeah, but you know, like a scout, you'd like pledge allegiance, and you, there were like these five tenants 
of the martial art that you had to be like courtesy, integrity, courtesy, integrity, respect, um, self-perseverance, self-perseverance and indomitable spirit. That's how I can remember them. Well, it's Korean, so it might not, but the Chinese and Japanese, there's always like the patriarch. Yeah. The big picture up in the middle. But it was almost like militaristic in a way. And it was like hardcore and they made you do like press ups and stuff. It's regimental in terms of belts. But it made me feel like self-respect because like I say, I was from a single parent family, so I didn't have any sort of masculine icon. And this, this was like something very positive. And I think, yeah, they should have more things like that for kids. Definitely. Only thing I remember from my karate teacher at Barnet Cocktail. Yeah. Best block, don't be there. Yeah, yeah. So you're Which saying like best way to deal with knife crime, turn away and run. Did he look <laughs> <Go> like a ninja? <laughs> do you I don't go outside most days. Do you think, do you, was he the crime? I am never there. Martial arts <laughs> is a very positive thing for, um, for like young boys. And because it, it, it is young boys at the moment, it's not not girls stabbing each other yet. Although I'm sure they're going to copy the boys soon. I do remember in the late '90s there was a grave concern over the emergence of female gangs, and then it sort of just died away. No, women are filthy fighters. You ever seen a fight in a girls' school? It's horrible. Hair pulling, scratching. But they don't do it as much. They don't have the same propensity. It's more ostracization, like yeah, more spiteful, <laughs> like, <laughs> like turning them into a social pariah, which psychologically is more devastating. Oh, and yeah. taking a punch over the leg, taking one across your lip. They play the long game. Yeah. But I think, but yeah. I think women women remind me of an argument of how we were. We, I think it actually enforces the argument earlier. We were talking about how young people don't understand the extent of their violence. You know, because they're a bit they're mentally mature. Because like women are the similar because they don't understand. They're more violent than men technically. Yeah, but when when a woman really loses it, she'll do some homicidal thing without realizing it. She won't. You know, like women have stuck stilettos through other women's eyes and stuff, and they, and like because they they don't really understand the consequences of violence they just lose control women are four times more likely to strike their partner however yeah but it's like a a slight versus a fucking sledgehammer yeah yeah there's a slight difference in their devastation good martial art will teach you about the consequences of your violence it's like a good teacher he'll teach you the arm lock but he'll he'll put you in the arm lock as well he, you feel the pain of he'll it. give you a little bit of pain so you understand yeah. you know you it's, that's a bit difficult to doing. teach with knives <laughs> a relatively new narrative uh, with the knife crime in london is um uh, expulsions oh they're blaming schools there's a shift in blame in a way, I would say, well, it's not like they're blaming schools, but I think... Schools can't cope with these super violent kids? They're putting a massive burden on teachers to say, hey, listen, well, there's hardly, you've got to deal there's not with enough, knife crime. Well, there's you know, not the burden's got teachers. to fall on you to deal with students who really just don't want to be there. There needs to be more male teachers, don't there? How do you motivate a kid that doesn't want to be there? Like, I really hated that when we were at secondary school. There were those kids that just, they had no interest in learning whatsoever. Mm. They just wanted to go. That's why you need to so make education engaging. <coughs> I like yeah, that the same history teacher that was just like, listen, I know you don't want to be here. You know I don't want you to be here. Mm. So when, when it comes to my lessons, you just go out on the field. And if anybody asks any questions, you send them my way. Mm. And I'll tell them, listen, I don't want that kid in my class. He's just disrupting the learning. When you're disrupting the class, you're disrupting the learning of the kids that want mm. to learn and want to be there. Yeah, it's there's casualties. Fair. And yeah, teachers have got selfish. to worry about 30, 40 kids. Yeah, I know. I completely agree. It's too much of a burden to say, oh, it's just, it's, it's education. These kids are making really bad fucking decisions. Yeah, I don't think it's right. At the right. same time, they're kids. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we, 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 we keep coming back but to But it's the life th- lessons, man. Yeah. But we, we, we what, keep... that people are going to give up on you if you fuck around? Dropping out of school isn't the end. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? No, but, but it's a massive part in your development. We, we yes. keep coming down to decisions. But it's their fault. But there's so many... Yeah, but then we'll very... have to pay the price of them being adult pricks. Sorry, Tim, I keep cutting you off. We, we keep coming down to this thing of decisions and right and wrong choices. 
and options, but they've got very limited choices and options. Mm. That's that's the thing. And you know, maybe it is more attractive to to be a, a drug dealer. Maybe we'd do the same thing if we were in their shoes. I would stab someone. The you idea would. of no, I wouldn't. That's no. what I mean. It's, it, does take, yeah. it does take a leap. You can be a, a gangster, but why'd you have to stab? That's someone? the thing. I couldn't imagine a scenario. Other than um, house breaking, but I, again, I'd, I'd, I'd have the knife in my hand for intimidation. I wouldn't want to use it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He uses it. As and a I think character. most young people in the gangs, I don't think they really do harbour fantasies. I think they're just thinking of a, I might get stabbed. Yeah, but then they get pushed into using it wildly, and accidents happen. But um, and they just think they can just cut them a little bit, and it won't make any difference. Yeah. Oh, you know, they you mentioned Kanye that. West earlier. Did you mention Kanye? briefly that yeah, he yeah, was yeah, off yeah. base about slavery being a choice? But yeah, people but do he, have decisions in life. Was his point that? I mean, I don't agree with the slavery thing. Killmonger, Black Panther. Oh, God. He talks about the slaves who, rather than being slaves, they jumped off the ship and drowned. You have a choice. Uh, that's yeah, brutal, but, but it's true. Kanye's yeah. brutalist, man. He's brutal. That's serious rock in a hard place kind of decision. It's, it's sad, though, that it, is, it seems like the only thing we've come up with to a, is like a dark solution to a dark situation. It's like more draconian laws, harder prisons, harder teachers. <laughs> My fear is that people want to totally eradicate knife crime, which was, yeah, you'd have the authoritarian fucking nightmare. Minority report cameras everywhere. Like, they, they know your, what your lens in your eye looks like. But um, I think things that could work, community activists tend to bring down knife crime by like five to ten percent mm. like the um, bbc highlighted highlighted one a uh, woman in croydon but she she makes a point of working closely with the police mm. which is massively unfashionable so i like i say if i could i would disband the metropolitan police that's a bit extreme though i have to admit that but, but a more workable solution are you asking or turning magnets yeah. magnets <laughs> i think you're gonna that's say like, magnets you're coming like around to magnets point zero zero one percent chance of working it'll probably be a fucking catastrophe <laughs> you probably go that da- you'd go down in infamy as the dickhead <laughs> like, like any- hundred like, billion in tax days yeah like, like like absolutely anyone magnets. who'd ever had like dental surgery or like a, a rod put in their leg they would be like oh no oh dear metal plates in people's heads and like Mate, is your head bulging? <laughs> uh, more police officers on the street. That again, that's probably like another five, ten, maybe fifteen percent reduction in knife crime. But the thing, I, my real fear is, is that people will be like obsessive, take total more, more panic. Oh my god, there's there's a stabbing epidemic. There isn't. Don't go crazy with it. Stop and search coming back has already made improvements. Mm. Like I say, surprise, surprise, Sadiq did that. Didn't think he would do. Oh, sounds like Sadiq's being defended there, Tim. <laughs> What's your view? Well, it's the, they're calling, it, they're calling it intelligence-led stop and search, which is the, the acceptable face of stop and search. This might grossly offend Tim. To, Why do you I think agreed. I hate Sadiq Khan? Like, I, I keep trying Sadiq to tell Khan! you. I keep telling you guys, I don't hate him. I just have Very huge, high expectations. massive, overarching expectations of the man. I agreed with Diane Ebert earlier today. Somebody asked her about the role of social media in knife crime, and she was like, ah, it's just it's, it's a symptom. It's not a cause. It's not, you know, it's like a red herring kind of thing. I totally agreed with her. I didn't think I was going to do that. How offended are you, Tim? <laughs> I agree with Diane Ebert. Give me, give me a chance to be offended, because... What did she say? What was her solution? Then? She rejected this. Magnets? What did she say? What the <laughs> fuck's wrong with her? What did she say? <laughs> she said social media is not the problem. And I agree. I don't think it is. Yeah. Even though I think there's a real, um, especially for teenagers, obviously, like everything you do is pretty much, it's online forever. I blame Fortnite. Video game influence no. on violence? Is that what you're suggesting? No, just Fortnite. But yeah, no, it's, yeah, I do think that, I don't think that, like, um, no, because if they were true gamers, they'd be stuck indoors playing their games they constantly. Are. They and wouldn't they'd be going out stabbing people. Kids do get enraged 
at oh, Fortnite. That's true. Like screaming fits. And I've heard stories of people. But then again, I do that. So yeah. Threatening each other and saying, Move forward, yeah. you can't. You Press th- up on the left analog <laughs> stick. Up an A. <laughs> you dickhead. What are you doing? Unworkable solution fixing for other listeners. Should we bring back the patriarchy? And the notion that if you get a woman pregnant, you have to marry her. That's what I was saying. You can't run. That's what I was saying at the very start. It's like the the traditional masculine has been eroded and parodied and just diluted and destroyed. Are, to you, the, talking to, to tough the guy? are you talking 80s Hollywood yeah, tough guy yeah, or the yeah. gentleman even that, that uh, Cameron alluded yeah. to earlier? Even the, even the 80s Hollywood tough guy is better than a gangster with an A. I think what it is he to won't, be a he man won't has stab someone. He, he won't. He wouldn't stab someone. He'd like throw a. No, I think a punch. it's eroded. I agree with Tim that it it's, has eroded. Because I don't think left, the all... ideal of a man is the muscular, macho, steroids up the well, arse. S- you know what I mean? Strength like, and responsibility, I think, are heavy themes. That of being was a, a man, but that was a short-lived '80s trend. Yeah, but it was it was it was until they realised their hearts were exploding. Well, it was, no, I think men were always supposed to be strong and it tough was some, and stoic. It was something that yeah, was marketable. It was basically it was something that was marketable. They, these guys it were was, invulnerable. It was John Wayne on on steroids. You know, John Wayne was like a really macho man in his his day and age, but he didn't have a bodybuilder. Hey, you know, John Wayne got know, shot at the end. But like, uh, you know, the guy who played Fonz, Henry Winkler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he went up for awards, quite an uh, effeminate man. What was his name? Who was the cowboy? Brain's gone. John Wayne. John Wayne. Yeah, John Wayne uh, essentially was giving award or receiving award or kept on calling him the Fonz. How Never are we giving him learning his name was Henry Winkler. Just always says, thanks, Fonz. Okay. <laughs> okay. Did you see that in the press the other day? Oh, John Wayne, John Wayne. Turns out a 1950s, 1960s superstar yeah. wasn't up to date on progressive norms. Can you believe that? But like you say, the, he what? Was, that was a xenophobic cunt. That was news. Yeah. That, that made the papers. They're what? thinking of changing John Wayne Airport's name now. Um, in America to something else but Michelle Obama. to Bill Clinton <laughs> but like I say go, going back to the 80s as, as, as cheesy reaching places that uh, other people can going back to the 80s as cheesy as it was that was the end of the, the positive masculine role model it was hyper masculine I know it doesn't matter it, is a, it was a death cry of masculinity yeah but like think think. I'm just talking like uh, currently who, who who died this month was Jan Michael Vincent Airwolf the, the thing is I was thinking as a kid when I was watching telly as like a single parent child no he wasn't that he wasn't macho can I just finish like so what you had as a kid on TV you had like Knight Rider you had like Michael Knight you had but then then you moved into like the late 90s and the 2000s who is there on TV now Buffy yeah, they're all anti-heroes or flawed characters like Luther. Well, just complete, like, he's a police complete, officer who does good, but he's a piece of shit. But there's no, it? but there's no like sort of positive hyper-masculine figure. Whereas there's Captain only America. there's only the negative hyper-masculine figure for young boys to look up to now. The gangster. He's he's like the top dog on the block. He's the biggest you know beast on the street. You know, there is. No, I think there's always hmm. hero characters that are seen as the good guys to aspire to. In, in, in but in, macho is normally negative. Day media. No, it, the macho portrayal is typically negative. Well, yeah, because it's associated that's, with misogyny. That's and why stuff it disappeared. Like that. That's well, why it disappeared. It um, never used to be. Self assurance, you know, unwarranted yeah. cockiness. Yeah. You're just you're just explaining what's happened. Trying too hard. You're just oh, explaining YMCA what's like happened that. in the last twenty, Whereas, thirty like, years. John Cena, my nephew, loves never used John to be, Cena. Never used to be. He seems like a gentleman. He's a as well. big muscular guy, but he's a gentleman. Mm. He's not macho. Yeah, he knows how to carry himself. Mm. But that, I thought that that was um, that was hyper masculinity, like the, the Arnold Schwarzenegger, basically, yeah. and Stallone, yeah, and what we, have you. But you, we still, that was a cry for help. But we still have hyper masculinity. Hey, man, we, we men, we're still here. But we still but have not really. hy- we still have hyper masculinity, and the hyper masculine is the gangster. 
That mm-hmm. is the most like manly that, man. But, yeah. but that's what I think the problem is with right. these knife guys, because despite all these schools and mental health and helping them and even prison sentences, it won't change this 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 beast that is I think the character you're in one society. particular aspect of society. Yeah. I think there are plenty of heroes out there. But on the story about like Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger, pardon me, you know the film, the amazing uh, uh, documentary "Stop My Mum Will Shoot." <laughs> uh, that Stallone was in. Uh, apparently, uh, that was a trick that Schwarzenegger played on him. He he basically uh, made it publicly known that he was interested in this film, and he knew it was a piece of shit. And because of the rivalry that Stallone and Schwarzenegger had at the time, he knew that if he put out the message that Arnold's really interested in it, and he he wants a, a double or whatever, which is why we're coming. Because Arnold did kindergarten think, around that time. Yeah, didn't yeah. He? he tricked Stallone into taking the film, and the film bombed. It was horrible. <laughs> Stallone regrets that film. Yeah. You know, what you just reminded me of Tim. A comedian we were talking about earlier before the recording patrice o'neill black stand-up who uh once watched fight club and like this was his take on it good film so what we're talking about because all tough and stuff he's got the soap he's project, looking project mayhem, project mayhem. <laughs> and, and that movie is such a heroic movie two guys who are lame mm-hmm. i saw that movie mm-hmm. the first thing i hit i i i, I leaned back crossed my arms i saw the whole thing and i said this did nothing for me, but I think I've run into the holy grail of something white. Like, I think I, I saw some shit that I didn't supposed to see. It's self-hate, guilt, the burden of white guys who can't be men. Wow, you know, I'm telling you that saying. and the burden of dishonesty the burden mm. of having to go to work and say blah 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 and so when i say weak i don't mean like but it's like it's this i understand what patrice it's is a saying. dream movie yeah it's yeah. i'm dreaming i'm a better man movie right that's right. what tyler durden is <laughs> I, I agree with Paula. you yeah it's like who is there who is there for them like like i say tyson it's, fury it's cheesy uh. but like you know being like night rider driving or airwolf helicopter pilot that's something positive it was about maintaining the standards of society and now that it's like the society doesn't have the standards worthy of you sacrificing your 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 life and limb for do you know what i mean whereas in the past it would be you'd, you'd 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 feel like you have to keep everything nice so you'll step in and stop these people but now because everything's shit there's no point sort of stepping in and stopping them because it's not really one of the, changing um, the society is it one of the perils of groupthink you know the story of um i think it was in manhattan i think it was in um central park a woman got like viciously violently raped and there were like 20 eyewitnesses that were just standing there like didn't do a fucking thing I think that is sort of the um, the price you pay for the whole, you know, leave everything up to the state. The state should come up with all the answers. Where was know. this? When? A few years ago. Where? I think it was in Manhattan. I think it was Central Park, well, you which see- is a very populated area, very uh, morally sanctimonious area. But then when push came to shove, the right side of history... Fucking <laughs> liberals. Fucking liberals. But I don't know. It's toughness when you need to be tough. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, as opposed to being, like, macho and trying to show off. But it's like the stakes are so much higher now. It's like, in the old days, to be tough meant to be, you could take a punch, maybe get another one in yourself. Whereas nowadays, you can't really take a stab, can you? Well, if you got stabbed, would you carry a knife afterwards? I'd definitely be tempted. Probably not, no. I'd definitely be tempted. I'd probably carry a gun. 
I think Air um, gun, maybe. when you were talking about like emotional strength, like being tough when you need to be, but you also need like an emotional strength and uh, what's it called? Resilience. Resilience is being taught in schools because Stoicism. children need to be able to learn disappointment and handle it. But boys are not particularly good at dealing with their emotions. Like data suggests that uh, girls are a lot better at like social skills are also better at like forming friendships and groups and learning emotional shit, basically. Whereas boys, they, they, they can't process that until later when they kind of more stabilize and more rational like later teenagers and they're trying to attract women but There's so yeah. much competition among men as well but that lack of emotional stability I think uh, is something that uh, needs addressing to uh, support these boys that are easily swayed by gang mentality there's a problem here though like boys young men they only really give a shit about that kind of thing when they're trying to in- attract women mm. problem is women aren't attracted to the sensitive, in touch with his feminine side. They don't want that guy. <laughs> Loud and strong alpha male is generally considered still, I think, in society as being an attractive trait. Someone asserts it with someone dominant. So it's a bit confusing for young men mm-hmm. when it's sort of... It's oh, a lack of identity. It's, it's a lot... But they don't really want that. It's and it's a, like, what, what the, why am I... I'm being plastic, do you know what I mean? I'm being counterfeit. Well, I'm that's not why being you need to me. find a strong role model so you can kind of base your uh, moral outlook on them until you develop your own opinions later in life. Unfortunately, it's so much easier to, to garner respect through fear. Anyway, so after, <laughs> after much discussion, we've come to the conclusion that there's absolutely no conclusion. And it's basically like carry a knife or don't carry a knife. Well, no, I turned around and said that you need to pump money into public services to be able to educate it before it happens. You want to um, future proof it. You want a uh, preventative as opposed to... I think it's giving people something else to do. Masturbate. They're doing that already. They need to bring back porn mags and put them in bushes. I mean, that was a rare treasure. A rite of passage for a young man. Mm. Now it's the internet. It's too free and easy. Now it's uh, knocking out people. Another gang initiations. Maybe they need another drug for the masses. Maybe instead of youth clubs, they'll have some virtual reality clubs and they can just all plug into VR and stab people to their heart's content in VR. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed us waffling about knives and shit, knife crime in London, magnets. I can't think of any other solution. If you can think of anything better, that you now's your time to say no magnets. There you go, <laughs> Cameron and Tim. Thank you for joining me. Hey, thanks. Thanks, man. It's been fun. If you like what you heard, give us a, a like on Facebook, subscribe on iTunes, or just stab us. Yeah, five star. Stab rating. me up, man. Stab me up. Stab you later, boys. No, no, no. Five-star rating or we'll stab you. (laughs) Until next time. 